Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, week nine was a fun one. Christian went perfect on dues. Colby and Jalen's bold takes actually pulled through. Sorta. Then, after three weeks, it's time for some power rankings. So see how it all goes down by sitting back and enjoying the show. All right, Jalen, we are here on a lovely Monday evening, a little bit later than usual, but still still excellent time. I'm glad it's a little later, actually, because uh, one of the teams playing, maybe in my power ranking somewhere in the Monday night game. So um, how are you doing tonight, sir? It was a beautiful, uh, great week of football compared to the last few. Yeah, I was about to say, this week, this week 19 slot, man, it was... Action packed, lived up to the hype. A lot of 17 17 games. Um, shoot, even the primetime game went down to overtime, something that I think a lot of people didn't expect. So it was a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty decent week. Even the Texans, they put up a fight when we ended. I mean, yeah, we it ended, didn't go so well Texans. after that. <laughs> I think the Texans stopped fighting actually when we ended the podcast. Yeah, Mills, but, uh, Mills needed us to cheer him along because after we stopped, he, uh, he kind of went back to some bad Mills. <laughs> yeah, went right back to the habits, but um, yeah, man, it's gonna be an interesting one. Week nine, another three week rotation. We got our power rankings ready. Um, it's uh, dude, it was a good week. Oh, hang on, I have to go ahead and shout this out. Okay, Christian's two for two on his do list. Oh yeah, I saw that it did hit. That was all of it. he's all, always on it. Yeah, he hit all of it in like the first half. <laughs> he hit all because it was it's free money. Reason. Who scored five touchdowns? Tyreek Hill, who had like a hundred plus yards against the Bears, and Justin Jefferson, who also had a hundred plus yards against the Commanders. So Christian, uh, Christian on a good solid streak there. Yeah, no, it's it's money almost every week. He's rolling. That was uh, I saw that did hit. Um, he's a guru. What can you say? Yeah, he knows who's <laughs> due. What can we say? Yeah. All right. You ready to get into this slate? All right, so the first one, this was one that I was watching throughout most of the day. This was a very good game. Not the most high scoring, but it wasn't as disgusting as the score might indicate. Uh, So a little bit. The Chargers 20, the Falcons 17. I mean, this is a a great win for the Chargers, honestly. Um, They... This one it felt like a game that Atlanta could have won. Obviously, these are the two like you know cursed teams that always just find ways to lose games late. Uh, the Chargers and Falcons. So the Chargers uh, couldn't out Falcon the Falcons in the end. Um, but Atlanta's still a good, well coached team. They just man, they they just Marcus Mariota. Um, he works as a runner, but he he's not in the passing game. They just that's the main thing I'd say on the Falcons is they just don't have enough of a passing game to be a real threat, even though they were leading the division. Um, what were your thoughts on that one, Jalen? Um, so, yeah, I felt it. I picked the Falcons last week, so I was actually very hyped at first. For most, of, for most part of this game, honestly, because like I said, I wanted Justin Herbert to prove me wrong. Like, that was the thing. And he sort of did, you know. Like, Chargers were still doing their classic Chargers thing, where they played to their level of competition. They're also depleted. You know? 
I think that's a nice way of putting it. Um, he, to be, but the Falcons, man, they stuck around for a good part of the game. And I, I have, and like you said, yeah, Mariota is probably not a passer that they need him to be. And the offense is pretty one-dimensional. But, man, I you got to at least give the Chargers credit for going against Atlanta and pulling this one out. So Yeah, I will say especially, like, they didn't have um, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen both out. So Herbo's not doesn't have his top two guys. Still gets it done. This is a nice win for the Chargers. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do still. At the end of the day, I think the Chargers. I feel like they're gonna get into the playoffs. Maybe just barely. I still have some faith though. The AFC's tough. <laughs> uh, all right. It was really tough. <laughs> all right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Not much really to say on that. Surprisingly, it was a really good game though. It was. I was yeah, I mean, the Falcons, they'll be in the mix. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like – I will say it does make me worry um, I f- that our boy Desmond Ritter may not be good. Um, if, if they – like, not that Mariota's been awful, but, like, Mariota's a very limited passer, and if they're like, this is still the best, like, option for our offense and to win, Desmond Ritter can also run. So maybe it's not yeah, the best. Yeah, I was going to say, not the most <laughs> promising sign when they're, like, very – very, very sound on their decision to stick with Mariota. Yeah. So, like, not even hesitating to switch it off. Which, I mean, Mariota is keeping you in the hunt for this division right now. So, I guess he's doing enough. Like, <laughs> not at the moment, he's doing enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, he, he's overachieved still. I still really like Arthur Smith. I mean, they're right there in that one. Preseason, you would have not thought that would have been that hard of a game for the Chargers. But, like, going into this week, you're like, that's... That's a tough one. Okay. This one, I did not watch a second of because I had a feeling it was going to be a sla- uh, absolute slacking. And it was one of my locks that did hit the Bengals 42, the Panthers 21. I mean, I don't honestly, like, I know we sped through that one. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this one. The Panthers, Bengals finally ran the ball. Panthers went back to being the Panthers. Baker got a little run in the second half yeah, in garbage time. Yeah, I was gonna say, they still said, the well, they still said, they no, he's not, though, because they still said P.J. starting next week. But Baker did get in. Uh, Burrow was in his, he looked great. Mixon ran all over him. When the Bengals' offense is cooking, we'll talk about the Bengals more later, I'm sure. Um, man, they have bad moments, but I just cannot stop believing in the Bengals just because as much as I hate them just because of this offense and like I do love Burrow like their offense at any point I know this the Panthers who are bad but their offense can even without Jamar Chase can still be really really dangerous yeah this was a big game for Joe Mixon um he went off and he I think they even said in the post-game interview that he didn't know his number was gonna be called like that because he was on a limited count I think they said um it's crazy. I had the Panthers in this one, and I really felt their defense would step up because of the la- the loss of Jamar Chase. But uh, they got ran through, like you said. Like Joe Burrow, he was dealing out there. He was like, besides Joe, you know, Joe Mixon carrying some of the load, doing all the scoring. Joe Burrow still led this team to what was it, 48, 49 points? Oh, 42. That's what it was. 42 points. So I mean, dude was dealing. Uh, he did what he needed to do, 100%. He had a 100-point passer rating. So, yeah, he did what he needed to do, only the one touchdown, and that was two Joe Mixon who had the other four touchdowns scored. Um, <laughs> I mean, this these guys were just such a hard time. When we were talking about our, my, our power rankings, this one was just such a hard pick for me um, when we discussed this later. 
So Bengals are certainly in an interesting spot because they're off. They has, I don't know if they answered all the offensive questions because they leaned so heavily on Joe Mixon. But if it works, points. it works, right? 42 points, a lot of points. Yeah. And against the Panthers defense that I was raving high on. So... And I'll tell you this, they scored more points on their own than both the teams in the next game we're going to talk about scored combined. So, <laughs> Oh, I can only imagine who you're going to talk about, Colby. Who we got next? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to rush through. Any more on the Panthers or anything? No, they, there was nothing else on the Panthers. I mean, Baker came out. He did deal. Two touchdowns. They're I mean, gonna... that was mostly garbage time because they were already blown out. So. I, I think I will say my one thought on the Panthers. I think you can – Pencil it in right now. The Panthers will be one of the teams picking in like the top five that picks one of these college quarterbacks for sure. Um, that feels like a lock. They might have their if they end up being terrible. They might have their pick of all of them. Okay, Maybe. we'll see. We'll see though. I mean, they can, they are competitive in most games. So that's what I'm saying. We'll like they could be fun if they nail a quarterback pick. Okay, on to this next one. This one I'm sure you'll want to have a bit more thoughts on. And as you've said, it's official all-out rebellion in the North. Rogers, the king, the once-proud ruler, has been dethroned brutally. He's already been knocked around, thrown off his horse, and then Dan Campbell and the Vikings come and finally bite some kneecaps. 15-9, a disgusting game. That uh, vaunted Lions defense that's been like the worst in the league uh, sure had no trouble clamping down old Rogers through three picks. I mean, what can you say? This was my only lock that got wrong, y'all. You continue to be... I can't get two lines picks right in a row, I guess. <laughs> hey, here, again, just to clear that up for you, this, I only got one right this week again. <laughs> this one with the Chiefs. So I'm on a very cold streak right now. Um, these next couple days, I will be counting up these totals. Uh, I guess I'll wait till you come back to present them, since you won't be with us on Thursday, sadly. Apologize. Um, Gonna have to find that guest star for you, but anyways, nothing oh. <laughs> was gonna fill in. But uh, let's see here: Packers and Lions, dude. End of the freaking era. I was so so happy <laughs> just to see all those interceptions, man, because they were all most of them were in the red zone too, and a lot of them were actually on Rodgers. I was like, I was like, wow, this is actually like happening right now <laughs> and but i mean the game was close throughout the whole time like the lines couldn't really pull pull away i think it was like an eight point game or something like that but the Packers just couldn't do anything and it was it was bad it was like like i didn't feel bad like i usually i feel bad for a good football play but <laughs> i didn't on this one i did not i was like ooh, this just looks this just looks bad and going to be interesting man how the Packers have to reshape from there especially I like I said I could ex- I was expecting them to beat the Lions going into their bye week but now it's like oof, you lost to the Lions going into your bye week so who knows what's going on up there in Green Bay yeah it's uh I did not think it would get this bad I mean it just gets worse every week this was by far the worst it's been um that's inexplicable hey that feels good for the Lions man that's nice for Dan Campbell I still don't know if it's ultimately going to be enough for him to keep it going. He's going to have to rattle off a few more of these, but that is a nice win for the Lions. And yeah, man, the, the Packers feel done. Like we might see Jordan Love this year. Yeah, it might be. We might be seeing him. What come week fourteen when this if their season's over already? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's Maybe looking... Maybe week 14th reasonable. That's what, four weeks from now? 10, 11, 12, 13, five weeks from now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it will be over by then. I don't see them turning this around, man. This is ugly. Yeah, it's very unlikely, especially with Aaron Jones questionable with his health. So... Yeah. And they gotta go what to Dallas next? Oh yeah, McCarthy gonna get his revenge. All that as much as Aaron hated him. McCarthy might is gonna crush them probably. Maybe. Oh yeah, it would be almost it would, it's Micah's gonna eat up, bro. It's gonna be if the Lions can do what they did, it, it should be out of hand. But Rogers has good magic. We'll talk about that game some other time. Rogers does have some good magic against the Cowboys. So That is true. Alright. Alright. One more. On to the next one. And it's a fitting one. Speaking of the NFC North, your beloved Minnesota Vikings, hang on. They, they scratch one out at the bitter end in Washington, 20-17. to 17. Uh, Just barely failed to cover the three and a half. So close. Um, if it was two and a half or three, you're sitting pretty. Um, you know, it was not a pretty one, Jalen, but they squeaked it out. I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> Man, what do you, I was about to say, uh... I think FanDuel had it at three because I have on my paper three. So okay. I think we did cover. Everyone covered here. Um, but man, that game was, it was a nail-biter. not going to lie. It seems like the Vikings have like the first, the first drive is just perfectly scripted from O'Connor. Like when they get the ball, the offense usually goes down, scores right away, and you're like, wow, look at this team go. Look at Kirk Cousins, man. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like it stalls. And then it's like Kirk Cousins checkdowns all over again. But then it's like at the end of the day, the defense rallies together. Somehow Kirk Cousins scored enough points or got the ball at the red zone at the right time. And this team just does just enough every week just to barely somehow pull it off. Um, I've been, I, the first, today I had to go into work and I always bring up Vikings hat. So. Um, and I had a lot of people asking me already about the Bills coming in, how we have to go to the Bills. So I just told them I just want to enjoy the good vibes now uh, before I have to start thinking about that game. But, man, the Commanders, man, we said it. The Commanders were going to keep it gritty, and they did. Um, can't really stress how much like I'm happy about our defense showing up at the end there to contain Heineke. And that's a crazy sentence, I, I'm surprised to say. But, um yeah, that's uh, those were my thoughts of the game. Yeah, no, I mean, bias paid off. <laughs> no, yeah, it did. Um, that was certainly in doubt for a little bit, um, but the Vikings, they pulled it out. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think the Vikings are a very good team. I have some questions. We'll, we'll talk about them in the power rankings at uh, at some point. Um. But yeah, I, I like, I still am happy with what the Vikings have. Hawkinson helps. Definitely some questions out of this one, but Kirk on the plane, the video was electric. That was hilarious. Um, and for Washington, Heineke, yeah, he makes some plays, but I mean, they're, they're still not a good team, although they do have some nice pieces. And if they had a better quarterback, story of a lot of teams' lives, they could be interesting, but they just don't have the guy right now. So they'll have to figure that out one way or another. Tough loss for them. I still think Rivera, though, seems like he's got still a good coach, hasn't played hard, so I think his job should at least be safe. We'll find out. We'll find out. There's a lot of things going on in Washington. So, 
I mean, shoot, they had a uh, Heineke as their season ticket stuff for next season already. It was already the, the promo picture. They showed it. Um, I saw that floating around the internet. That was kind of funny. But I'm hyped for Heineke if he does keep this job going forward. I don't know what you mean. I believe in Heineke. I like the grit. Um, I know you pretty much can bring a resurgence to this team. You know, like they they, they were in that game. They were winning it at one point. So by ten, so like. They definitely have a chance. But um, if you want to pause real quick. All right, Jay, I'm going to power through the rest of this 1 o'clock slate right here. So the next one, the Battle of the Disappointments, it was fittingly chaotic and pretty entertaining. Uh, the Jags beat the Raiders 27-20 at home. They get their third win, 3-6. and six. Trevor Lawrence, not dead. He, he played pretty well in this game. Finally cut out the bad end-of-game turnovers. Uh, for the Raiders, they blow another lead. They're an utter disaster. You continue to look more and more right about Josh McDaniels. I said I was done with the Raiders last week after they messed up my lock against the Saints. They're just an absolute mess and a disaster. So, I mean, I didn't think they would be, like, top tier. Like, I thought they would be, like, in the hunt for a playoff spot, though, in the AFC, and they have just been abysmal. So, got to give you some props on that. A nice one for the Jags for Trevor and Doug. Yeah, um, I mean, that's probably one of my, so far, my best takes so far this year is uh, the Josh McDaniels collapse. But I think, I hope most other people also agreed with it early in the season and saw it early. Um, I'm glad you guys are starting to come to your senses, hopefully, about the whole Raiders thing. Uh, Thing is, a lot of people have been saying that Josh McDaniels will probably be getting, won't be getting the boot this season, which I really hope he does. But at the same time, who knows? Um, because they were doing the right things in the first half. Like they were throwing it to Devontae Adams and just exploiting the Jags defensive backs. Like they were just taking complete advantage of it. And then it's like come second half, it just collapses. So it's um it's very questionable what's going on in in um, Las Vegas right now. But at the same time, I'm feeling great about that Jags pick. And because I'm not gonna lie, that start of the game, I was like, oh no. I was not too confident, and dude, <clears throat> the Doug Peterson Jags starting off a little rough, but it's only year one, so <laughs> I'm, I, that's why I'm believing. Even though there's co- probably a better year one coach just doing it out there, but I gotta trust the system, and that's what I had, that's what that pick really was last week. Yeah, he's at least gonna have the same coach going into next year, I'd say. Um, yeah. Um, and they, their offense has definitely improved. ETN is a beast also. ETN balled out again. He's a really nice player. So they got some pieces. And they have Calvin Ridley coming next year. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> um, all right, anything else you want to say on that one? No, nah, we're good. All right. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what spread you had here, but you know I'll have a lot to say about this one. But I believe – I. Snap my streak of picking Bears games, even though they lost. They did cover, correct? Was it four and a half? Three. This says mine says four and a half. I don't know what line you had on FanDuel. I had four and a half as well. On my All right, line. yeah, hell yeah. And I wrote down four and a half on my paper. So that's okay. what I went. So yes, they do not win, but the Bears do cover. They snap my streak of never being able to pick a Bears game. Thankfully, um, the Dolphins win. But the biggest takeaway on this game for me is um. Justin Fields, when we had that debate a few weeks back, who's the best of the second-year quarterbacks, 
Um, I think he's pretty clearly after this game has elevated himself to that top spot, even though they're still a little rough around the edges. He's just can do special things. He had the most rushing yards ever for a quarterback in a game with 176. He had some nice throws. He scored a bunch of points. Couldn't quite get it done at the end. Tua was very good. And Tyree Kill and Waddle are obviously amazing. The Dolphins are just a good team. Um, the Dolphins, they have questions on defense, which is why I have some concerns about their ceiling for sure. But they held this one out, and they managed to avoid getting trapped, gamed by the Lions or the Bears. Good props to them. Still haven't lost when Tua has played a full game. Um, but, man, I'd feel great about my future from the Bears, even though they lost that one. Fields looks special, man. He was doing some crazy stuff out there. All right. For, uh, I give you the credit on the spread part, Colby, but I think they're still cursed that in the fact that they lost. <laughs> That's why uh, I think – Christian had him. Yeah, he had the Dolphins as his lock because you had the Bears as your upset. So <laughs> it, I, I got to respect the spread, though. Like you said, you did pick that. So I your missed. spread, yeah, you're getting, you're clearing the the Bears hate. And I think what it comes from is that when Justin Fields had that performance on Monday night a couple weeks ago against the Patriots, and he sparked the conversation that you had to go ahead and revisit our second second year QBs. You had him at third, you know. You had you had him pretty high. You were like you, we both. I had him at fourth, and you we but we both pretty much agreed that uh, we expected him to climb pretty high. So Colby, um, what what are your thoughts on him right now? You said that he has a high ceiling. Trevor, Zach, and him put up good, well decent performances. I think. I mean, he put up a historic performance. Justin Fields did. I mean. Zach Wilson, we'll talk about him in a second, and Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, our three guys, and Davis Mills, of course, doing at least the best the best he can against the Eagles. So, I mean, yeah, the second-year QBs, man, they're shining. And it, like I told Gabe, oh, Bears shot. are definitely going to be a – like I told Gabe, the Bears shining. are definitely going to be a part of that whole new NFC North era. It's going to be Vikings-Bears, man. It's going to be a good – it's going to be a good time. I feel great about my future from the Bears, especially because they have all this cap space and picks to now. And now you know you have a guy. They know they have a guy. To me, this this game, he's the guy. Like, no question about it. They got the pick. And the last thing I'll say on all those second-year quarterbacks, the reason I think about it, just from what I've seen so far out of all of them, the only one where I don't think if they could have a do-over and if they could, like, swap right now between them for their guy and Justin Fields, Jacksonville I don't think would do it yet. It's just because Trevor is still like the most hyped prospect and he still has shown a lot of good stuff, but all the other ones, Wilson, no disrespect. I know they're winning, but the jets would swap Wilson for fields in two seconds. If they could same with Mac Davis mills and Trey Lance, honestly, the Niners, can you imagine to have the Niners when they made that big trade up? If they had Justin Fields right now, instead of Trey Lance, how people would be feeling about the Niners. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty, yeah I'd, be, I never, I'd be in pretty bad shape, huh? I'd be in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, but I mean, so, oh, one thing too, Dolphins defense, yeah, the Bears came out swinging. Don't get me wrong. I think that Dolphins defense is going to get better. They did add Bradley Chubb. So they're, they're trying and their DBs, they, they had Pro Bowl. They used to be Pro Bowlers. So if they can get their act together, that defense can bounce back at any given moment. So uh, yeah, they're six and three. I give the Dolphins respect, but I do have questions about the defense. And I, uh, 
I mean, Tua looked good in this game, but yeah, I was gonna say, I still have more questions about Tua than defense, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and and honestly, with Tua, I know it sounds stupid, but like the weather yeah. is a real thing. The cold weather, like he's just he's also small, and like that's honestly a concern. Some of these cold weather places they're gonna have to go. Considering he normally plays in Miami, at home he'll obviously be fine, but some of these road games. Okay, we'll see. Huh? We'll see. Dolphins, right. yeah. <laughs> All right, Jalen. So this game had now has far more to talk about because it is a day after it was played. The Patriots 26 and the Colts three. Uh, and then today, the Colts, not only do they fire Frank Reich, but in a bizarre move, announced they're hiring uh, Jeff Saturday, their former center ESPN analyst, as the interim coach from outside the organization. He had like consulted for them before and talked to their linemen, but he was not a member of the organization. That's not usually what you do with an interim coach. Um, it seems like Ursa is just going full crazy mode over there. Um, we'll start with that. We'll, we'll talk about the fire. Let's talk about the Frank Reich situation before your game, before we do the game, if, if that's good with you. Um, well, my opinion on the Frank Reich situation, I was surprised, not going to lie, because their record is pretty <laughs> good. Their record is good how their team's been playing um but at the same time the jeff saturday hire i was i was very it was very intriguing you know it was just very like i understand it like he because like i've I've heard some new stories on there apparently he has done some you know like you said he's been doing some visits over there trying to like help the team out and get it get their act together but i just I just can't really get my head around it. I like, but when you listen to the players, when they talk about Jeff Saturday, they were like, Hey, this dude was like a player coach. So, and who, who knows what role he's going to play. He's, he might not even be calling any offensive plays, you know, unless the offensive coordinator does something so bizarre that Jeff Saturday is like, Hey, we just need to run the damn ball or something like that. And then actually like, you know, he's just the guy that just set things straight and that's what they need. So that's one of the takes that I heard and actually liked because I was like, maybe Jeff Saturday is going to be that guy just for the year to just be the medium, you know, yeah. who knows what's going to be going forward. But I think it might be fun, though. I, I hope he's good. For, he had a good personality on ESPN. I liked him when he was a player. So who knows, thought- maybe he get, most importantly, he needs to get that <laughs> offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts rolling because big we haven't heard anything out of Big Q. I mean, I mean he might be hurt. He, uh, but at the same time, it's like we need to hear more. That offensive line was very well decorated, but we're not hearing anything good about them now. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I have nothing against Saturday. I like him as a guy. He's a good analyst. Um, and he was obviously a legendary player, but I mean, it's just so bizarre. I think, yes, maybe you're right. Maybe he could provide some sort of weird spark, but he also has no one now on his staff left that's called plays before. Um, and he's coming in. It's just so weird that he hasn't been on the coaching staff all year. Like, how is this going to ha- – what's going to happen in the locker room? Maybe he just handles it perfectly, but feels like chaos. And on top of that, no matter what, Sam Ellinger's still the quarterback um, unless he just switches back to Matt Ryan. So they don't have too much of a chance. No disrespect to your boy. And this game was evidence of, of that. Belichick did a clowning on him. No, Colby, you got to hear me. Oh, you're talking about the game now. I was about to say, they do have one play coaching If you had something else to say. They have one play caller on staff, Colby. John Fox. 
John Fox is on there. If you remember who that is. is. still in the NFL? Yeah, John Fox. (laughs) Yeah, he is still in the NFL. I just looked it up. John Fox is on that. So, not the best. Uh, I think think I would would pretty much say what you said, not a play caller. (laughs) Probably would not put him in as a play caller. The way he... uh, the way he collapsed in Chicago and where else? Denver. And what was the other job? He had one more job. I feel like it's Carolina. Oh, well. But let's talk about this game, like you were saying. Sam Ellinger looked so dazed and confused. Um, he was he was looking. It was rough. Like, it was the classic Belichick trap to any young, rookie, young upcoming quarterback. Um, but, yeah, you got Jeff Saturday. Hopefully he'll help repair your line, and Sam Ellinger will start. Will spark something going. Um, You're optimistic. <laughs> a funny that. take that I heard. To, a funny take I heard today was, no surprise, Frank Wright got fired because he never played Nick Foles. <laughs> and then that, like, as his last that, like Nick Foles should have been his last ditch effort, not not Sam Ellinger. And I was, I thought about it for a second. I was like, no, he probably would have bought him one game, one game or two. If Nick Foles was out there, he might have actually got him a game. So, um, good job for the Patriots. You're staying in the very contending AFC East. Got the job done. Total AFC. That's all I got to say in this game. Yeah. More story, like you said, more story after the game than before, during it, and that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. There's more story after the game. I will say, I do think Frank Reich will get another job. Just because, I mean, he still had a winning record. I agree. He had a chaotic situation, obviously a good roster. So that will ding him a bit that he kind of underachieved, but he never had the same quarterback. And, but more importantly than that, I just look around at like some of the people that are head coaches in the NFL and that are getting like these opportunities. Like sometimes you take a shot on some random coordinator and he turns into Nathaniel Hackett. It's just like a complete whiff. So like Frank Reich, you at least know that he's like competent and he's had success before. Um, But yeah, the game, not great. The Colts, I mean, I just feel like they're very limited offense. I don't know what they're going to look like with Jeff Saturday and the Patriots. I mean, yeah, they're scrappy. They're a better team than I thought they'd be. Should have given them more credit. They're going to be probably in the mix for the wild card hunt. I don't think they'll ultimately get in. I just don't think they have a good enough team. Mac Jones has still not been great. He was not great in this game, but they can run the ball and defend, and that'll keep them in a lot of games and definitely win them some. Yeah, I was about to say, Mac Jones did enough, and then that's all the you know, I don't know what Patriots are asking for right now because he's still playing. But man, it's very that, that that game just got so interesting, man. Like afterwards, like I really don't know what's going on with the Colts, <laughs> but and the Patriots too. Like it's like they're this AFC East is all so just so good this year. It's the East is so good in both conferences, so. It's going to be very interesting to see how these guys uh, go forward. Let's talk about those other two East teams. Yeah, you were right about that. I was literally about to say our final 1 o'clock game, the upset of the week, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 20 over 17 over the Bills, their defense, Allen melts down, two picks, sauce, clamping, Zach Wilson wasn't great, but he didn't turn the ball over this time or make any dumb mistakes, and he did enough to get the win. Um, the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's hype, maybe. I picked them to cover the spread. Yes, I didn't know they went out outright, but I thought they could keep it close, and they, they pull off the stunner. 
proud of that one. Um, man, this is an, a, a stunning win and an electric one for the Jets. This is just all-time great moment for the Jets, considering their history as of late. Yeah, the Jets just probably just screwed over my team, though. Um, like I told all the guys in the group chat, uh, dude, Vikings are about to face a raging storm against the Bills. The line opened up at minus eight and a half for Buffalo next week. Um, so the Vikings are going to be facing a storm because of the Jets. But this game, man, was wild. Shout out to the friend that showed up to that game over there, Blake. Um, he said this game environment was electric in this fourth quarter and third quarter. Um, actually, probably from the beginning to the end, because I, in my opinion, you had Josh Allen there. So that game was wild just because you had Josh Allen and you saw him collapse. So, and like you said, the sauce gardener, he's pulling up and right. The Jets, I think the biggest story though is the Jets defense. Like, Everyone said that this is the game that everyone thinks that Buffalo Bills will face a good defense and they might struggle with. And shout out to Colby who called it. And, <laughs> you know, you did say that they would struggle and they would cover the spread. So that 11 and a half points was way too much, was way too big. And was probably just, you know, fuel for the Jets to go out there and play their asses off. They pretty much put it in simple terms. Um, it's going to be, man. It, it was just a fluke. Maybe it was a fluke game, you know. Maybe we'll find out when they play, play again. And do they play again? I'm thinking uh, Buffalo uh, has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Buffalo they'll play, play, they'll play in the, Buffalo. Actually, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Buffalo's 0 2 in their division. Yeah. That's the biggest story right there. I was true. about to say. So we could be right now, if it, like, if after next week, well, depending on how next week goes, we could be looking at Buffalo sitting in a wild card spot. Like if the season end type scenario, so it's uh it's very it's very interesting, especially for the Bills that used that were the front runners of the season. But it's good to have these bumps in the road because then it does take I think it does take that pressure off you because everyone does think this team's going to make the playoffs. I still do, and I still have you know no doubts in this team. I like that. Yeah, I still don't have a ton. I mean, yeah, I still believe the Bills will be right there in the mix at the end, but they have some concerning issues um, for sure. Not being able to run the ball, as you said, I do want to say, I mean, I think Jalen, this is, this is maybe an overreaction might be crazy to say, but you can probably, you can make a case that uh, sauce Gardner already the best corner in the NFL. He, I feel like he's played his way into the conversation as a rookie, which is crazy. Like even Stefan Diggs, like, and Josh Allen are like the best, a top two quarterback receiver duo in the NFL right now. Uh, top four, top four, maybe. Top yeah, top four, four, top five. And like, you can't throw at him. Top he's five. a rookie and they can't throw at him. Even the Bills can't throw at him. He's insane. It's okay. He's going up against a completely different animal next week. I really wanted to stay away from this, Colby. But those Jets will have to face the Vikings one day. Oh. That's going to be a good one. And that is going to be something to watch, everyone. That is going to be something to watch. If Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and, and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins actually play at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Notice how many conditions there were for this game for that. But anyways, who's our next game for this 4 o'clock slot? We got two of them. All right. So the 4 o'clock games, both were – Desperate. Well, almost all the teams were desperate, except for the first team that will start with the winner. Seahawks 31, Cardinals 21. 
I think we were mostly on the Seahawks in this one. I think – or did you like Arizona, didn't you? Um, Actually, you were the only one for the Seahawks. So you can go ahead and keep on raving, my friend. You're on a roll. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, this was the week I, I finally flipped over. As you know, I've gotten – I haven't been completely wrong because I've gotten some Seahawks games. So it hasn't been as bad as, like, the Bears or Lions. But I, I was – that's the last several weeks a few times I picked them but I was like I do feel like the wheels are going to come off I think I've just accepted now they're a good team their offense is is very good their running game Kenneth Walker is a stud they've rebuilt their line seemingly it's still not great but it's pretty good Gino keeps balling um they're just a better far better coach team Cliff is not it as the coach he he just is not it he is in over his head he's extended though the Cardinals are sloppy in spite of their talent, and they're it's a lost year. They're a huge disappointment. They extended him, though, so they've stuck with him for a while. At least, yeah, it's not great times in the desert. I mean, here's one thing. I want to say that I think you picked the Seattle Seahawks because you knew how much the Cardinals were going to be a complete shit show. And I think you did give us that warning last week on Thursday that you were like, yeah, the Cardinals, I don't trust Cliff, and that, like you just said. And I think this game was the game where I was like, all right, it's either we're going to get the real Genos, we're going to see – I was hoping we would see the real Geno Smith, and I think we did. I don't know if we really did, but you know what? This game was good enough to prove to me that the Cardinals are just not it this season. We're about to hit week 10. There's no way – as we know, Cliff Kingsbury does not rally late in the season. So I'm just – I think I'm just I think it's time to hop off that Cardinals wave. Kyler Murray's 0-2 in the new Call of Duty. <laughs> um, it's uh it's not looking good. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe he's trying to end the season so he can go ahead and play more in the postseason. But dude, this team is just just seeing them argue on the sidelines too not and great. everything. Not <laughs> great. No, not great at all. No, that, that's what really took me away from this team was I was like, I saw that and I was like, all right, well, this couldn't have, I honestly debated on trying to trade D-Hop, like on my fantasy team. I was like, I know this team depends on him so much, but at the same time, it's like, this is just such a chaotic train wreck, you know, it's just a train wreck. So, yeah, that's just, that's just what I'm Yeah, no, you're right about that. Okay. All right. On to the final four o'clock game, the battle of the uh, two champions, once proud, who now don't have offenses, really. The Bucks. Brady has an old-time Brady classic drive, sneaks him at the end, 16-13 over the Rams. I was on the Rams, and they burned me again, even though they were a lot closer this time. The Rams are just bad. It looks like uh, no repeats here. Um, <laughs> they are just – terrible they're not a very good team and i honestly at this point i don't think they have after this one have a very good chance of turning around i think they're pretty much right there with the packers if they're done and the bucks meanwhile they're now back in first in the south because of their tiebreaker with atlanta and even though they're bad and still look really really bad on offense because they have no running game whatsoever i mean i think they'll still probably win their division and they'll have brady in the playoffs so you never know yeah, this one this one hurt for the Rams, man. Like both these teams, well, technically, yeah, both these teams needed the win. And I just I just couldn't believe it, man. Honestly, I wanted Rams to win this game 
just because just they're coming off the bye. It just seemed like it made sense. Everyone should be healthy. They should have figured it out. No, it's still low scoring. They're still struggling. Um, both these teams, for that matter, on offense are still struggling. Um, the defenses were playing out of their minds this game. Maybe that's more credit to them, but it is good to see Brady get his resurgence game in that clutch factor. Christian called it. That's his. This is one of his games. He uh, that he at least had for the pick'em for the spread. Um, he did just, and that was the exact terms that he called. Was Brady was going to have that clutch game eventually? It was going to happen, and there it was. You know, and it happened, and it was in classic. What was it? Less than a minute that he scored that touchdown. So. Yeah, man, that that's just – and it's concerning just for the NFC, just like you said, because it's the NFC South, and if he makes the ter- if he makes the playoffs, that's truly saying anything can happen now. Like, we at that point, like, anything in the playoffs will happen if Brady makes it. So, it's all up in the air right now. They're the leaders of the division again, like you said. So, a lot of it's such a tough spot. It's such a weird tough spot for the Bucks, but hey, week by week, keep playing. You already had your bye, right? So, got to keep playing now. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to them down the stretch. Maybe they didn't. Know. I don't think they had their bye. Actually, I don't know. Uh, has no. not had theirs. No. Oh, Germany. I was about to say, because they're about to go to Germany, so they might actually get after Oh, yeah, they play the Seahawks in Germany. That's going right. to be battle. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Oh, All right, you ready? But anyways, our primetime games. Yes. Yeah, we were right on all our primetime games. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to knock these out at the same time. We can... So we got the Chiefs and the Titans, 20 20- – 17, the Chiefs come back to sneak it in overtime in a gross game. I believe Malik Willis completed five passes. The Titans keep it secret that Tannehill's not going to play up until kickoff. Um, and then they just almost Derek Henry, the Chiefs to death. The Chiefs squeak this win, but this honestly feels great for the Titans. It lets you know at least that your your Titan physical style of football can still give you a chance about just about anybody in the AFC. That's that's one of the that's the Titan right there of the conference, the Chiefs. And you had Malik Willis, who uh, will say the Kenny Pickett draft pick over Malik Willis, pretty vindicated so far, even though Pickett's been bad. he's uh, He can at least pass the ball. Yeah, you can um, actually throw it. Could be good someday, but uh, not today. That day's not today. Um, for the Chiefs, this is nice. They squeak this out with a win, but it is concerning that, you know, they can get into games like that. If you, if you run on them like that, like the Titans did in the first half, you can – be in the game with them. They still probably beat you because they have Mahomes. But the, I mean, this even though the Titans lost, I feel pretty good from Tennessee. I know I'm going to run away with the South. Um, and if these better divisions beat up on each other, who knows? Could they get back to the one seed? <laughs> probably not. But I mean, I think Tennessee will be right where they've been, even though they lost. Wouldn't count them out, man. I mean, they're top. Like, what are they? The like one game back behind the Chiefs now for the one seed. So, AFC, <laughs> more gross than the NFC right now, I would say, definitely. But, yeah, it just feels good to say that, actually, you know. AFC's a little bit more gross than the NFC right now. But I would like to say that uh, the Titans did put out a prove-it game. No one had it as their statement game. I'm looking right now. I did have the Chiefs as my one lock. 
definitely had me fronting for a little bit there because <laughs> I was about to be 0-3. I cover that but, uh, but man, oh man, can I just say the Chiefs definitely I think this was more of a state. I think this was a big win, though. Because like you said, the Titans, they did show that they can play any team with this kind of style of football. But the Chiefs still rallied together. Mahomes, man, those runs were crazy. On like It was like two runs where it was like third and 15 plus yards. I know it was third and 17 was one that he converted. That was insane. Where he just everyone said he did the Kermit Frog run because his arms were just flailing everywhere. But it was it worked. He got the first down. Um, it was it was just in my opinion it was awesome to watch Mahomes. That's why it was another Mahomes game. You know, that's what it was for me. It was another Mahomes prove it game. You're right about that, Mahomes. I mean, he just can make crazy special plays at any time and, and change a game, and he did, and it was just enough. Um, so that, I mean, you know, wins a win for the Chiefs, even though it wasn't pretty. Um. Okay, and then I guess you want to get to this one before we get to our power rankings. Yeah, let's talk about the game tonight. The Monday Nighter, the Ravens roll at New Orleans 27-13. I mean, this game makes me feel a lot better about the Ravens, even though, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan, so I obviously don't pull for the Ravens, although I care less this year because the Steelers are just bad. (laughs) But the Ravens, I mean, I'd feel a lot better if I was Christian. Um, This was a very easily could have been a trap game. And they clearly outclass New Orleans. New Orleans clearly not on their level. They're able to slow down Andy Dalton. Um, so yeah, Baltimore, they've kind of gotten out of their weird close game funk. They're rolling now six and three um, right there in the AFC mix. I, I feel very good about Baltimore coming out of that one. I mean, the only thing I have for Baltimore is just their weapons, man. Martin needs some help. Like I, I only watched like maybe a quarter and a half of this game. And I think I saw like three drops and it was just like, and just like a lot of like, you know, rushing to the line and just wasn't good. Cause they were earning by 14 points. So, you know, they were already up and it was just like, they couldn't just put it away. It was just, I was looking at it. I just felt so bad for Lamar. Cause he even got, he, he should And it's like, that's the only question now I have for the Ravens is, will they have enough weapons for Lamar the defense, I like the defense move. I mean, right now that looked like it panned out great for sure. Um, yeah, Smith looked like he balled out tonight. So I would say it's gonna be interesting to see how these weapons develop and how Mark a- Andrews comes back from his injury. Yeah, no, yeah. If the Ravens like, I do like if they did just have like one more dynamic, true number one receiver. I mean, how scary could they be? How much different would they look? Well, I mean, maybe that's just also not their strength to play like everyone else. What they do works. So you're right. They're trending in the right direction at the right time. Yeah. And I mean, like this game was such a almost like, you know, one sided affair that they had to bring in the best entertainer out there. Kirk Cousins. They had Kirk Cousins on there for Peyton Manning cast. And um, I sadly missed it. But. I'm watching actually the recap right now, and it, that's why I keep staring up, turning away a little bit. It's because it's, it's just, you know, three elite quarterbacks wearing quarter zips. So just had to throw that out there. This is a, this is just a, electric right now going on in my head. Got Peyton, Eli, and another future Super Bowl winning quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. So 
Don't get too cocky there. Who knows? Might make her so uh, let's talk nice. about those power rankings so we can have a little feel. Let's have a little rain check in on that. Huh, Colby? Let's oh, talk I'm about ready the to power, talk rankings. power rankings with you. Say, let's talk about these power All right, rankings. We got about I guarantee five. you I'm going to have to change you your mind about her cousins. We got about five and a half minutes on this one. I set up another one if we need it. So no rush, but we may. All right, let's switch over to that. All right. Uh, let me, uh, yeah. All right, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Zoom. <laughs> thank you, Zoom. Here we go. Oh man, when do we actually make the decision? I'm gonna. I might have to make the decision one day to just buy, just buy it. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> this is just getting out of hand. But here we are, week nine power rankings, Colby. Three weeks down again. We're here at it. Just, just get it out the way. How many changes do you have so far to your list? I have a couple. I uh, I have a couple. The top is not too crazy different, although the orders switched up. But okay, me too, me too. But yeah, I have some changes. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and go run through our top ten, right? So number ten, ten and ten I got the Giants at number ten. Ooh. Um. Only reason why I had to put them at 10 is because the team above – the two teams I have above them, I thought just wooed me away with their wins and their recent wins, I should say. So – and this is not a notch to Giants that did not play this week, but the two teams I do have above them, I think you'll understand why. All right, Colby, who's your number 10? Well, that's funny you should say that. That's a fair point. Um, I – I consider the Giants on mine. But my number 10 is the other New York team, the New York Jets. They have a great defense, a very, very good defense. They just beat the Bills, one of the top dogs in the league. That's a huge win. They did lose to the Patriots the week before, and Zach Wilson threw three terrible picks. So I can't completely unsee that. Otherwise, they'd be a little higher. They're still a really good, well-coached team. They have really good defense, a lot of excellent, fun young pieces. I just couldn't put them higher than 10 despite the huge win because I do still have questions about their quarterback and their offense uh, and how good they can be down the stretch. But they are some excellent pieces. It's a great story. I'm pulling for them, and I hope they continue to climb. But I've got them at 10. All right. All right. Not much disagreement here as well, Colby, because at number nine, I have the – New York football Jets. <laughs> that is where I put the Jets. And I honestly put them there because I thought their play against the Bills was pretty spectacular. Um, the defense was there. I think I see a little bit more of a higher ceiling in the Jets than I do for the Giants just because of the conference, maybe. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that and the fact that they snuck a game against the Bills, that's a very high-quality win in my book. So, <clears throat> I went with Jets at number nine. And number nine for Colby. Da-da-da, da-da-da. All right, well, I don't know if you have will have this team in here or not. I may be over-optimistic, but I've got the Cincinnati Bengals at number nine. I can't quit having the Bengals in my top ten in spite of the bad loss to Cleveland. They bounce back and just thrash the Panthers. Their offensive upside is still just too crazy, and I still can't unsee them going on a run to the Super Bowl last year. Yes, they're, the Chase injury has me concerned, but they've looked good, better without him again. I know as the Panthers. I think they can win enough games. They'll still be right in the mix when he comes back. 
And I think they'll, if they can get into the playoffs, they're very dangerous, high-powered offense. That's why I put the Bengals at nine, because realistically, and they honestly, I think they're more dangerous than some of the teams I have above them. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Cole. I will say this. Your hunch was correct. I did not have the Bengals on my list this year, this time around. I don't have the uh, on mine. I will say this, though. Ooh. All right, we'll have a talk about that later. Remember, like I said before this, before we started, that was this later than ten nine slot. That was my heart. This is probably the hardest slot for me to pick. I thought this was probably the most interesting slot on how to rearrange these teams. So it's gonna be interesting how we break that down later, because especially how you how you just especially how you just played it. You know, I had so I I personally feel that the Jamar thing might have limited them, but. Like you said, it might have opened them up to a whole new level. All right, moving on to number eight. Making their first time onto Jalen's power rankings. It's the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks are now number eight on Jalen's power rankings. And I have no regrets. Like I said, that game was enough for me to hop off the Cardinals bandwagon. Well, not even much of a Cardinal bandwagon. Or like just like just the Kyler show I had a ticket for every week because of what you said and I finally was like you know what I'm gonna go ahead and just try and be one of those guys that just scout these tickets you know so I got the Seahawks at number eight I like what they're doing like you said with what Pete Carroll's doing um first time on the list hopefully they prove it these next three weeks Colby has it number eight well, you know, I got to tell you, Jalen, I have no qualms with anything you just said because I have the Seahawks number eight on my list as well, making their first appearance in my rankings. Yeah, no, I think everything you said is spot on. They have a real offense. They got real pieces um, everywhere. They had, like I said, I know we've said it a million times, but at least I have, but they've had like the most ridiculous draft I can remember a team having in like a while. Just the amount of quality starters right away they got. Um, they literally rebuilt their roster in a draft. Um, they still have some needs, obviously, and we'll see how long Gino can keep up his MVP caliber level of play. But right now, yeah, they're a good, well-coached team, and I have to accept that. They're they're a very good team, and they're in the position to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I had to accept it, too, and I broke it down, and I was like, man, I actually had no problem with putting these guys in the top ten the way they've been playing. And I'm willing to be burned for it, you know? that Putting them at number eight, I feel like I'm willing to be burned for it. But – We'll see how it all goes. I'm with you, Colby. Um, all right. At number seven, da-na-net, da-na-net, going nowhere from last time we did these power rankings, it's the Ravens. Um, the defensive move, like you said, but their offense is just lacking weapons. And that's, I think, holding them back. Lamar is amazing, but I'm going to keep him at seven. You didn't prove much to me these last three weeks. You know, it's funny you should mention that because uh, da -na -na, na -na -na, I've got the Ravens as my number seven as well. I think <laughs> I got eight last time, so I think I moved them up a spot. Um, they at least seem to be in a groove now. Their defense is improving. Again, it's the Saints, but that's still a nice win on the road. They're playing well. Lamar's excellent. They're, they're a very good football team. I think they're absolutely a legitimate contender in the AFC. Um I, I debated – I flirted with putting them up a spot higher at six. Um, you'll see with who I decided to put there instead and for the reasoning behind that. But 
I, I like where the Ravens are headed, but there are still some questions, too many questions, as you said, to put them any higher. Yeah, way too many questions. I need to see the weapons perform, and they didn't do it tonight, sadly. Um, not enough for me to at least, you know, rave about it. All right. At number six. Da-da-da, da-da-da. How about them Cowboys, Colby? They didn't have to play this week, but I still have to remind you. They are still out there, and how about them? We already said it earlier. We expect a big performance out of them to go show up to the Packers, and that's what you get when you go up in the high power rankings. You ex- we expect greatness, and I expect good things out of the Cowboys this week. So, Cowboys, like I said about the Lions, and the era, fuel this fire, and uh, in a couple of weeks, screw you. <laughs> so... At number six for Colby. <laughs> I, I respect it. At my number six, um, I, 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 five through seven, I honestly I knew these were the teams, but I kind of played around with the order a little bit. This is how I settled. My number six team, I have the Dolphins. Um, they beat the Ravens head-to-head. I debated putting the Ravens over them, but they did beat them head-to-head. They're undefeated when Tua starts and finishes. Their offense is legitimately dangerous and special when Tua is in there and it's clicking. Their receivers, Waddle and Hill, just make them unique and very difficult to defend. Um, but they did almost lose to Kenny Pickett. Uh, they do have, as we said when we talked about the major question marks on the defense, I feel like on the back end they've given up a lot of points. Um, that's the only reason I couldn't put them higher. So I've got the Dolphins at six, having an excellent year. All right. All right. I slightly agree to you, but – I just need you to do one thing here in a moment. Because at number five, I have the Dolphins. Um, I think the Dolphins, I, they are back on my list since uh, the week three. I had them really high. And then no Tua. They stunk the bed. And so it shows they're dependent. But they have them now. And these last three weeks, they've been on a roll again. So um they're back on the list at number five do they burn me again these next three weeks that'll be funny but i hope not um (laughs) i truly think the dolphins have one of the more i think just from the fact i think their offense is probably one of the best in the conference just hands down just the way they're throwing the ball um the bears just they had that shootout was so fun to watch for anyone that was watching it they know, of course, there was a controversial call during the game, the Bears game. But here I am saying Tyreek Hill is going to, I agree with some of the people on, with a lot of people actually, that Tyreek Hill will probably hit the 2,000 yard mark. Um, I think that's a possibility that we we could see. But guess what? Tua has to be the one doing the throwing. And I think it's going to happen. So that's why I have him at number five. And We'll see how they do these next three weeks if they burn me again. And for Colby at number five, da na na All right, Jalen, my number five is your Minnesota Vikings. Oh, not geez. moving <laughs> from last week. Standing pat at fifth, seven and one. You know, haven't lost since, and they've had some very unpretty losses. I know it's not college football, and so I respect that they've been able to win all their games, but I do still have some questions, um, and I. I have them here because I just don't think I would pick them, no disrespect, against any of the teams above them if they played. But I really like Minnesota where they're headed. Kirk's been good. 
Hasn't been amazing. He was not amazing in this week, but he did enough. Uh, the team's very good. The Hawkinson edition was great. Love that. Um, but, man, and the defense has been solid, but I still just can't put you any higher than five. I am very disrespected right now, Colby, um, to just not acknowledge the record. I mean, yes, we have been performing, barely getting the wins, but win's a win, God damn it. That's and standard. your cousin's dog in the mouth, but this is your this is your list. I do agree that the Vikings are on the top five handle of the spectrum. Um, and I do say this, and I, I like that you put them right next to the Dolphins at five with me. And right up barely, probably you probably had them barely above the Dolphins. Am I correct? Like that was probably like a coin toss. Yeah, that for was you. Great. Yeah, because I, I I respect that because I mean they didn't have Tua when they played us, and that probably would have been a completely different story. So I respect it, but um, I think I'm about to say something that's going to be blasphemy to you because at number four, then it the wagons just stop circling for some reason. Wait, what? Is that is that Buffalo? Is that is that the Bills at number four? That is the Bills at number four. God damn it! That is the Bills at number four. That is what we're saying right now here at this on my side of the power rankings. I think the Bills are number four. You guys need to develop a run game. Y'all got Naheem Hines thinking that's going to be the answer. <laughs> you guys got showed out by the Jets. End division rival can't end the division. You're zero and two. Come on, Bills. I'm taking a step down. I still think they're a good team. I respect them, but I have to take a step. I'm just taking a step back from them. That's all I have to say. It's like they got they had me, they had me there for the first half, but now I have to take a step back. So at number four for Colby, as he sat there quietly. <laughs> now it's funny that you, you make these allegations about me that you think you know how I'm going to react and what I'm going to say. Say I'm going to say blasphemy. But I also have the Buffalo Bills as my number four. Why? <laughs> they lost the Jets. There are real questions about their offense and them not having a running game. That's concerning to me, and that's why I dropped them to four. That's you can't you cannot be as one dimensional as they are. That's just a huge flaw. And they've got to get that remedied, or I don't know if they're going to be able to make this Super Bowl run everyone's expecting. The Bills have real issues, and that's why I have them at fourth. Meaning we're into the top three here, Jalen. Yeah, we have one little three. disagreement. We'll see how that shakes these rankings out. Yeah, yeah. Um, these rankings are going to definitely be shaking up a little bit. And this is probably the most volatile, most most likely take that will probably fall down the ladder, but I'm going to go ahead and back it up to the wall <clears throat> at number three. It's the Vikings. <laughs> we got Kirk Cousins out Maybe here. Maybe it's the lie on Omega 3D. Oh. And we had a little quick ad break there, but um, and we got Kirk Cousins, man, coming out here. Man, he is dumb. You gotta gotta give him credit, man. He sold out his own. He sold out his old stadium. If you watch that game, there's more purple, and the stadium's empty. It was like a, it was a, 
it was like a bye week for Kirk Cousins, even though it was a close, contentious game. No offense to Commanders fans out there. He won by three. But I mean, like it was like it was like it was like a home away from home. There we go. That's probably the words I was probably looking for. Was it was more a home away from home for Kirk Cousins, and that's all he can ask for when it's at one o'clock. This defense, though, is the main reason why I have the Vikings over the Bills, is because I think our defense is just as good as theirs. Maybe a little bit, maybe maybe a little bit better because we have more sacks. But um, we have a little bit more sacks. But you know, go ahead and go ahead and just toss that out there. Just keep an eye out on that bike. It's gonna be very interesting. Josh Allen will be running a lot over us. That's the one weakness of us. But they don't have a run game. We do. I'll probably go more into this in detail next couple of days. But like I said, right now I'm backing up that take that the Vikings are number three. All right. I mean, I respect it. They, they are a good team. I had them fifth, so that's not a crazy drop. Uh, all right. Now, this is my – continues to be my hottest take, and I just feel so stupid um, having this ranking at number three, and yet I, I feel like it's completely justified, and as much as I don't want to accept it, it's the truth. My number three team is the Dallas Cowboys. How about them? I think they have the most unique, maybe the best defensive player in football, Michael Parsons. Dude's an animal. Their defense is good. One of the best in the league. They have Dak back. He's coming off his best game. Um, I expect he'll continue to get in more of a rhythm. Uh, you hope you maybe add an OBJ. That's a rumor out there. Um they can run the ball when Pollard is out there. He's better than Zeke anyway, so the Zeke injury doesn't kill them. Pollard, Pollard's a dog. They have enough on offense, and they have a really good defense. They can beat most just about anybody in the league, I think. And I, I would pick them on a neutral field over your Vikings. And honestly, I might have to pick the Bills. I go back and forth, but I, I think right now I would take them over the Bills with Buffalo's lack of a running game. How about them Cowboys at three? Highest spot ever in the cold rankings. Yeah, I was about to say, you got them, uh, got them pushing new numbers and breaking new ground. Um, I respect it, honestly. I really want these next, like I said, these next three weeks, I think our power rankings will see a lot of shakeup, especially uh, with the Vikings, Cowboys, and Bills, because those three teams do play each other and the Jets. I think the Jets will be right when we come out with our next power rankings. So all these teams are going to be bashing heads. It's going to be really interesting to see. Um, my top two, it should be probably no surprise to everyone out there. At number two, da-na-na, da-na-na, is the Eagles. Um, surprise, maybe, because they are the only undefeated. But as I said earlier, there's just one more performance that just stole my breath away. And yes, these last three weeks, I don't think they went perfect, but they sure did perform really well to steal my Steal my heart from the Bills. <laughs> so at number two for Colby, I mean, that's fair. I myself have the Kansas City Chiefs as number two on my list. Um, you know, I think Pat Mahomes is excellent. You can make a case they're number one, certainly. Um, but they do have some concerns. They, they barely won this game over Malik Willis. I, I may have put them one more for some of those questions in the Chiefs game or in the Titans game. But they still have the best quarterback in football, maybe the best coach, at least uh, in the conversation. Excellent roster weapons, and the defense appears to be getting better. Um, we'll see how that holds up down the stretch, but the Chiefs are sitting pretty right now with the toughest part of their schedule behind them. I have them number two. 
respectable, but I have to still disagree with you because at number one, I do have the Chiefs. I do have the Chiefs at number one because Patrick Mahomes just put up an amazing performance last night. Like this dude, like that, I guess, like I was going on about when we were talking about the um, primetime games, this dude just put up such a performance where I had to sit there and be like, and marvel at you know like it was just that outstanding in my in my opinion so i had to and without you know and just to see travis kelsey and him they had to struggle and go pull through and win that game with the you know titans just stealing the clock away from them i thought that spoke really spoke really really well for the chiefs so especially against the titans who always play really well against them so i'm more for the chiefs on this one at my number one, but at your number one, it has to be those. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Yeah, it's the Eagles, man. They still haven't lost. Um, they're to me, they're still head and shoulders above their conference. Whereas, well, Kansas City and Buffalo are juggernauts. They're not head and shoulders above their conference. Um, they still don't have a weakness. They played poorly against Houston for a half. Houston was giving them a game, and then even though it felt like you know it was Thursday, it was the ultimate trap game, and they weren't really on their A game. They still won it pretty comfortably. That's what great teams do. The Eagles, they just have so many. They can beat you over the top. They can beat you on the ground. Uh, they have an excellent line. They have a good defense, even though they do have some injuries up front. I still just think they have great corners. It's such a good roster. Um, I just can't poke holes in it. And so that's why I think they're, they're number one on my list. They remain – they have that top spot. That's respectable. Like, I, 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 had a, I had a pretty much had a little inner debate with myself. I put the Chiefs at one. But like I said, it was the performance of Patrick Mahomes this last last night that really put me away. Um, so I have a couple of questions, though. I have a couple of questions. I did do a little bit more extended um, power rankings, just a couple. Okay. So like we were saying, um, that ten, that ten spot was tough, right? So I did a little extra power ranking rankings done, and I want you to decide how would you, uh, now. Obviously, the Bengals weren't on my list. But another team wasn't on your list that you agreed with me on that dropped out. That was the Chargers. So here's what I have. I'm going to put these teams down because this is where I was stuck at, Colby. Numbers 11 through 14. All right. Who would you personally have ranked in this order? I mean, well, you already have the Bengals higher than them. So not including the Bengals. Um, obviously, they'll be probably put higher. So, Chargers, Titans, or 49ers? Well, was, Those were the three teams outside of the Bengals. Those were the three teams that I was struggling with. And obviously, the Giants as well, because you didn't have the Giants on there. Yeah, no. So, I would probably go Niners 11. I had Niners Chargers, like, with a little asterisk. Since they would be my 11 and 12, because I was debating putting them in. Mm. Niners just have a loaded roster, and I just think they're in position to be good in the NFC. McCaffrey, now they have a bye to incorporate him. Um, So I ultimately just think the Niners are a more complete team. The Chargers, I still believe they'll be in the mix, but they're just so depleted with injuries, so I can't put them above the Niners, even though the Niners have had their injuries. Um, I still believe in the Chargers. Herbo could get them back in the power rankings in a couple weeks. So I'd probably have them 12, Giants 13 which feels low for a 6-2 and two team, but I still have a lot of questions. And then I would put the Titans last in that group, as impressive as they were. 
Okay. I thought, see, I had the Bengals at 12, the Chargers at 11. So those were the ones that, because that, that was fighting pretty hard on the Chargers and Giants. Those were the ones that I was doing the heaviest on. Bengals did good, but at the same time, I really think that I, I really need another game. I really wish I had another week to see without Jamar Chase, but that's that. I do think they're better than the Titans, though. But the 49ers, obviously, I think that was more by C kicking in there. Where I was like, eh, no, they're not better than the 49 They're not better than the Titans. No way. It's Jimmy G. But um, final question. You ready? Yeah. Who is it? Who should be ranked higher? At 16 and 17. And these are probably pretty high in most people's rankings. But I'm pretty high, I'm pretty high on these two teams myself. And that's the Bears and the Falcons. Ooh. <clears throat> so that's who should be ranked higher? Bears or Falcons? That's a good one. I'm gonna have to make my own full 32 ranking. <laughs> Some good questions. I'll still say the Falcons just because of their division. And I feel like they're second year with their coach. Oh man, the bears. I like a lot of what they have, but they have kind of depleted their defense now. Um, and the bears have more upside, but the Falcons, I just feel like are, have been a more solid, reliable team. The Falcons have been in every single game they're in um, could easily be much better than they are. So I got to give the Falcons some credit. I lean the Falcons, but man, that's tough. Yeah. See, when I was going into this, my question was they were in another spot where I was stuck because I was finishing out the losing record teams. And I was like, wait, are the Bears the best losing record team out there? And I had to think about it. It was between them, the Falcons and the Bucks. And I was like, well, no, they're not better than the Bucks." I was like, right now, I, even though their offense is absurd, I was like, I still think the Bucks defense will come in and put a lid on them. So. That's where I – and by the way, Bucks are 15. I had them above both those teams, um, even though despite the whole penalty that set them apart from the Falcons. Final question, Colby. It's your favorite one. It's the tank talk. Oh, We're about to hit week oh. 10. <laughs> um, I don't know how happy you're going to be with this list, though. So, rounding out at number 28, 29 – we're going from 28 down to the bottom. Okay, Colby? Okay. So pretty much right now, my projected number five pick will go to your Pittsburgh Steelers. Then the fourth will go to the Cardinals. The third, the Broncos. How are these, pro- the, how are these projections? These are just the standings that I have on my okay, power rankings. Okay, your rankings. Okay, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And then Panthers at the second pick. The number one overall pick goes to the Oakland Raiders, who I wish to see them blow up and choose miserably on. <laughs> I wish they choose so miserably. I mean, they're certainly in the running. What's the question? Sorry. I didn't let you ask. Colby, what are no, just what are your thoughts on who you think are those bottom five teams? <laughs> Raiders are down there, but I mean, that's not a they're, very good bottom. Those are, in my opinion, the worst five teams right now. That's fair. Pittsburgh should be in there. Five may be generous. Um, yeah. But I will say, pains. I know it pains you to say it, and I wish we were wrong, but you have to put the Texans in there. The Texans, realistically, they're the front row. They're in the driver's seat for the number one pick right now. 
They're the only team to not have multiple wins. Uh, every other team has two or more wins now. The Lions, I also think, should be down there, although I do see more stuff with them sometimes. I, if I had to rank my bottom five, I would probably say – I mean, it hurts me to say it, but the Texans are the worst right now. So I would say the Texans and Panthers would be the bottom two. And then probably Detroit, Pittsburgh, Raiders. The order. How on... are you still so high on the Raiders? So high, they're still in the you top really five. You think the Raiders are better than your Pittsburgh Steelers? You think Steelers. Josh McDaniels is better? I, I mean, than you Mike can the order. The Raiders, Steelers, Jags. That order. They have the same record right now. <laughs> they're both two and six. <laughs> God, I mean, that's I gross. Be better. I'll say the Steelers be better. Lions third, Raiders fourth, Steelers fifth. Thank you. I was gonna say, come on, man. But you man gotta have more I mean, they have the same record right now. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> you got a bye week. You got a bye week. Kenny Pickett will come back. You know, maybe he'll. Mo- that's the only. Oh, we didn't even talk about that, Colby. What happened to Canada? I thought you were gonna get rid of him. Nope. Guess not. <laughs> oh, it looks like you guys are running it with him for the rest of the season, huh? I guess I think so. Yeah, yeah. Looks like uh, looks like there's a reason to put those Steelers a little low. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you on power rankings, Colby. Um, <laughs> Good. I like that. Yeah. There you go. So there you go, folks. All the things done and said. Besides our final thoughts. Oh well, my final thought. I mean, I know we like to go bias with these, so I'm obviously going to. Woo! Whoo, Jalen. I don't know the Denver Nuggets, baby. It's already cooking. Oh, boy, Jamal Murray starting to look like the old Jamal Murray again. They beat the Scrappy Spurs tonight. They're 7-3. and three. Haven't lost since that embarrassing loss to the Lakers. Jokic is doing his regular thing. Porter with 24, Murray with 19. Oh, boy, Caldwell Pope out there playing defense. Woo-wee. I don't know. I don't want any piece of that team if I'm in the West. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't say anything about the NBA, man. But... <laughs> The Wolves just came off a terrible loss against the Knicks. So I might as well use my final thoughts on that. Um, Wolves, not looking good. It is not looking good. And all the ant criticism is coming out right now, too, about him being his work ethic. So, yeah, it's uh, it's looking rough. Looking rough for the Wolves. Let's see if they can, they can uh, teeter around this. But, all right, that's it. Thanks, uh, thanks, Cole. Nice, good one as always. Good stuff. Woo! Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out. <laughs>